gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yeah, Democracy Broadly. Manifest. Democracy Manifest just makes a lot of sense for this evening's music news topic because we are, of course, talking about democracy and the state election that is coming up at the end of the month. More specifically, what policies might be relating to the arts from each political party? Yes, indeed. So we thought it'd be a, a good opportunity to kind of run through, you know, if you're listening to this show um, and you like it, which we hope, you're more than likely going to be a fan. You've got some skin in the game when it and comes look, to live music and music generally in our state. If you hate listening as well, that's fine. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yep, yep, let us know. We're, we're, we're contactable, Instagram, Facebook, homebrew.au. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd run through kind of the various offerings of both parties, and I thought the best place to start would be with the current government, um, the Liberal National Party led by Dominic Perrottet. Uh, and in terms of what's being offered, we've got... $85 million is the the, the uh, headline-grabbing figure to bolster performing arts and live music within the state. Um, $85 million package is going to include an extension to the performing arts relaunch package, a grant to Music Charitable Organisation Support Act, which regular listeners to this show would be very, very familiar with, uh, uh, and that one was uh, to assist individual performing artists. Um that's $5 million that's going to go to Support Act, which is a pretty decent sum. Um, the In terms of what's being offered uh, as an extension to the Performing Arts Relaunch Package, that's uh, a COVID policy which was slowly supported by the state Liberal government. They, I mean, broadly compared to the Liberal government that we had in power federally, the state Liberal government has been better towards live music. But throughout the pandemic, we... Definitely didn't see enough at a state or federal level for the sector generally. Which was disappointing because pre-pandemic we saw the Great Southern Nights, which was a state government initiative, which was the Liberal government. That was their initiative for the Great Southern Nights campaign. It was fantastic. We saw so many gigs, so many events, so many venues jumping up, putting their hand up for this funding to be able to host gigs. And we saw many here on the Central Coast and they did a revamp I think post COVID or, you know, that sort of during, but post the initial phase of COVID, I think Great Southern Nights came back for another round. Um, but considering how they seem to be so supportive of the music industry in that sense, a lack of funding throughout the lockdowns certainly was felt. Yeah, it was indeed. And I mean, in terms of the Liberals' policy here, I mean, $85 million is, is a decent sum, but I suppose... We know the music industry should be calling out for a lot of different things uh, within the state, especially. And I, I think more than anything, they're keen on a folk, like it sounds stupid, but focus, like a, a genuine yeah. focus, a clear intention and focus on that industry generally. Um, and with this $85 million package, we've got $5 million going to support act, $80 million uh, going to an extension of the performing arts relaunch package, which was policy already introduced. This was an 120 something million dollar policy they introduced post pandemic as um, an attempt to help relaunch uh, the music sector generally. So what we're seeing that they're taking to the election isn't so much as any new policy, rather it's it's extensions to old and some money to Support Act. Support Act, of course, it's very, very good. Clive Miller, the CEO of Support Act, was um, obviously very grateful to this pledge. He said the funding will offer critical 
relief to support the health and welfare of people working in the industry. Um, Clive has said the funds announced today will ensure that those hardest hit will be able to access crisis relief through Support Act to help pay the rent, put food on the table, pay urgent medical bills and stay connected with family and community, which is very, very important. Um, so it's good to see this happening. However, there is that kind of lack of, of vision and focus on the industry. It's like, okay, we're going to tax some money onto here. We're going to give some money to a support act. Uh, and that's kind of where it ends. Um, so I suppose when we're looking at the industry and now if we move to Labor's policy, you can definitely see some differences in focus and energy there. Um, one policy off the top of my head that really stuck out um, was a minimum $250 payment to artists playing at Labor, well not Labor, sorry, government funded or supported events, which means so previously in the past there was no mandated rate for artists that go and play at events that is that are funded in part or wholly by the government, which meant that organisers could pay them not much, have them play for free or pay them over and above, whatever it is. But what they the policy has mandated that on a you know really really kind of micro level, the artists that we would speak to on Homebrewed all the time that are kind of chasing their first few gigs or still emerging or, or new, whatever, that means they're guaranteed to get paid at least $250 when they are playing at government-supported gigs, which is a, a really good first step. Yeah, there'd be a lot of relief, I think, from a lot of those artists going, well, look, I know I'm going to be paid a minimum amount of this. like, And it's possibly a way that we can get more artists on bills or bigger artists on bills as well because once you have that sort of guaranteed minimum, people might be more likely to say yes. Like it's just a win for everyone involved. Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, and so, yeah, so we're on Labor now. So the Liberal Party, we had that $85 million, as I said, $80 million extension to the uh, existing policy, $5 million for Support Act. Labor came through a few weeks ago and they announced $103 million worth of funding uh, should the polls go in their favour. Um, this- I, th- that is perhaps an important thing to note that all of this are just promises yeah. for the election. These aren't policies that are being enacted and it's definitely going to happen. These are just policies and promises that they are hoping to get through or wanting to pass if if they get into government, but these aren't concrete, it's going to happen. The old- these are just things that they're saying, hopefully not just to get your vote, but hopefully to get your vote and then to actually enact it. Yeah, yeah, take us at our word, which which we'll do, but I mean there's and it's the same, <laughs> a it's long the- list of politicians that uh, haven't delivered on that. Yeah, but- and that's the same on both parties. Both parties are promising this if they are re-elected. So yeah. the $85 million for the Liberal government and $103 million, uh for the Labor government. That's it, that's it. So uh, this is obviously New South Wales State Labor led by uh, Chris Minns. Uh, they announced his policy at the Lansdowne a few weeks ago. Um, and I suppose when we're looking at what the industry was chasing, this is more a step in the right direction in terms of focus and vision for them. Um, it, the bottom line is to commit $103 million in the music space generally. This funding pledge does include um, the establishment of a contemporary music office, which is going to be called Sound New South Wales, to work with industry and power the development of contemporary music in the state. So that's the kind of thing that uh, the music industry has been more receptive towards these kind of things. And crying out for just having someone to communicate with the industry and discuss issues and 
actually sort of with ever, you know, policy changes, like have it discussed in house and not just a decision that they're going to make without any consultation, because that has been a massive gripe for a lot of people in the music industry over the last five, 10 years is things happen without consultation. So if they can actually set up that sound New South Wales, which is an actual music office within the government, whose job will be to have conversations with people in the industry. Yeah, and if we can cast our mind back maybe like two to three years ago when the state government in response to deaths at music festivals introduced this new rating system whereby festivals yeah. were um, rated on their like perceived risk. risk based on a, a range of kind of arbitrary factors. Such as population, like how many tickets would you sell the more you sold the higher your risk went yeah yeah so all of these things and basically this or type that, of music all this sort of stuff but i think the point you're getting is that all of this was made without any consultation for the industry zero yeah it actually and it led to festivals having to at least scale back significantly because they were then up for far more in police bills um or shut down it played a role in mountain sounds um closing here on the central coast among many other things but this was the, the policy that was introduced without any consultation in the music industry. The point that we made at the time was that you wouldn't do that to farmers if you were developing agricultural policy. You wouldn't not mm -hmm. consult them, you know, and you wouldn't do that with any industry, nor should you, but it was done with the music industry. So a body like Sound New South Wales, you can understand, would be music, <laughs> pun in not yeah, pun intended, <laughs> to the ears of the music industry because it's that bridge between, it's an established bridge between it's going to be a body within the government. Yeah, and like a constant like form of communication between the two as well, which is awesome. And it's not just going to be a one-way, it will be a conversation. It's not just going to be I'm telling you this is what's happening. From either way, it's going to be an actual back and forth between the government and those in the industry, which will be – hopefully fantastic if, if it works out the way that it's been promised yeah yeah if it does work out and it's a big if um another priority for their funding was to bring back lost venues um and they've said this will go away to repair the damage from a decade of venue venue closures under the liberals now they did this policy announcement from the lands down which is interesting um and that's a part of their policy so I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but they've said it is a funding priority. Um, we know that lockout laws combined, uh, be not beautifully, but beautifully in their effectiveness at shutting things down with COVID closures, even though that ended uh, in terms of just absolutely stifling momentum of venues, live industry generally in Sydney. So we have seen quite an extended period of venue shutting for those two reasons and they combined to make things even worse. So this has been another big call from the community broadly mm. uh, within within the state and particularly within Sydney. Um, so that's interesting as well. They haven't quite said what they're going to do, like how that's going to work. So that's just a priority which, you know, could be to make everyone feel good. We don't know if, if they're actually going to be able to resurrect venues. Isn't it bad that we can't just take politicians on face value? Yeah. Where it's always, oh, what's in between those words? What do I need to read between the lines? Uh, but the Labor government have also promised, uh, well, 
you know, sort of their vision for live venues over the next four years include a push for longer training hours and lower license fees, uh, examining the expansion of the Heritage Airspace Scheme to save key spaces, uh, which sort of touches back on more venues as well, uh, provide funding for up to $250,000 to consider and study prospects for four permanent outdoor festival and concert infrastructure in Sydney and regional New South Wales. I know a certain Mount Penang Gardens or, you know, multiple places here on the Central Coast where permanent outdoor infrastructure could be awesome for an outdoor festival um, and establish $8 million Vivid Venues Fund to support soundproofing and more. Yeah, so there's a fair bit in there. Um, when we look at how it's been received by the music industry, uh, very positively would be uh, a couple of words to describe that. Annabelle Hurd, CEO of ARIA and PPCA, um, has praised it saying this strong focus on contemporary music industry in the state is a very welcome commitment from a major party. Um, and then a renewed call from Annabelle Hurd to recognise the economic potential that music can offer the state, which we've banged on about to no end here on Home Brewed. Um, Dean Ormston, CEO of APRA Amcos, uh, similarly happy with it. This level of investment will put New South Wales on par with some of the great music jurisdictions of the world, Quebec, Canada, Liverpool, England, and Seoul, South Korea, he says. Yeah, so that's sort of, in a nutshell, a sort of what both parties are promising for their policies uh, for the upcoming election later on this month. Uh, quick recap, $85 million being promised from the Liberal Party and $103 million promised from Labor. Um, so all that, you know, there's obviously more policies relating to wider diff- and different aspects of what is life from healthcare to the economy, but we're obviously touching on all music and arts based things because we are a music and arts show here on Homebrew. That's right. It's what we do. Uh, So yeah, take that information, uh, do your own research, of course, check out what they're offering in a little bit more detail as we did. um, And you'll be able to get a, a read for it if your vote will be impacted by this kind of stuff. But yeah, Stuff to keep in mind, 19 days until we do go to the polls in this state and um, we have seen that music and the arts can play a pretty significant role uh, in deciding these things and also pretty significant role in our society, so you should care. Homebrewed.